0: Hey everyone, this is Brittany Potter speaking, and I'm excited to welcome you to the very first episode of the Flow Insider Podcast. While we all work in the creative industry, we share similar job titles and passions. There's actually so much that sets us apart. Each of us comes from different backgrounds, we are all shaped by unique life experiences, and each of us has a -a one-of-a-kind story to tell. The Flow Insider Podcast is the place where we'd like to celebrate our differences. We hope to highlight and amplify the voices of talented folks deserve a spotlight and we intend to bring them forward through exciting guests and hosts from all around the world. Today's episode is all about words and copywriting or better said how to write compelling website copy that one gets more users to your website and two helps convert those users into prospects and paying clients. I'm exploring this topic with a certified StoryBrand copywriter and a former wedding photographer, Brian Schindler. If you don't know what StoryBrand is, or if you're struggling with finding the right words when describing yourself and your services, or if you simply want to learn a few cool tricks on how to get more clients for your your website, keep listening. This interview is full of amazing insights.
1: You're listening to Flow Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art.
0: Hi, this is Brandy Potter, and this is the Flow Insider podcast for Flow Themes. Um, Today I have Brian Schindler on to talk about story brands. So Brian, why don't you tell us your story and how you went from wedding photography to being a certified story brand copywriter?
1: Yeah, thank you so much Brandy for having me on and thank you to Flow Themes for having me be a part of this. Um, I have to give a shout out to Flow Themes because overall it's been one of my favorite tools to use as a photographer when it comes to building websites and even the community. I think what I'm going to talk a lot about today is community oriented and Flow Themes just does an incredible part or incredible job of facilitating community and so when we talk about that journey of going from wedding photography to being a story brand uh, certified copywriter Flow themes does play a pretty big role in that. I think that um, my job in the industry really kind of came from a lot of desire to just honor story and honor people's stories, and I know that's a thing that a lot of people resonate with, and I know that's a lot of things, or the you know that's something that a lot of people might even have a hard time figuring out how to put language to that. And so, whenever I started to really look at the evolution of my business, I knew that photography might not always be a key player in that, but I knew that story would continue to be a key player in that. And that distinction really freed me up to pursue opportunities as they came that might not have fit into the Brian Schindler Co., which was my wedding business, uh, that since has been retired as an Instagram account. And, you know, that's (laughs) that was one of those decisions that I said, okay, this is now a space that I'm no longer in. Um, I transitioned out of the wedding industry just under a year ago. And that was really more of a decision based on the direction that we want to take as a family and have time and margin, which I know a lot of wedding photographers might not think is possible. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. And we were just one of those situations that we really didn't think that it would be. And so, but I knew that whenever I made that distinction of, am I going to marry myself to my job or am I going to marry myself to my passion? And that was really what fueled the decision to really link arms and get certified in storybrand. I have as many wedding photographers um, and I think you'll resonate with this, Brandy is that when you when you reach a level of success, when you reach a level of platform, you really want to help other people reach that as well. And so the heart for coaching has always been there. I have been very blessed to be able to coach people around the country. Um I'm in, I'm based in the US and so I've been able to really help a lot of other photographers find the niche of what they want to do and why they want to do it. I teach it as there's a tension point between um, pain and passion uh, or peaks and valleys and your business kind of lands in the middle of that. And so story is very intricately woven into that entire conversation. When you talk about business coaching and when you talk about coaching as a whole, you really can't do it effectively without understanding story. And as I started to move more into the marketing sphere, I realized that story was what I was carrying over with me. And whenever I was introduced to StoryBrand as a company, I was still a wedding photographer. Um, I was, excuse me, I was shooting about 15 weddings a year, really loving it. And uh, it was one of those things that when I found the StoryBrand approach, it really helped me developed the language that i'd wanted to develop for years but can never do on my own and i say that because sometimes especially when we are entrepreneurs you get to a place where you do so many things on your own and you start feeling stuck and that's where you really need to be careful of how external you go with it and when i when i found story brand i was already very familiar with donald miller as an author and so i took this course and it was an investment and you know it was one of those costs that you kind of have a pit in your stomach before you hit purchase, but it was one of those things that I knew was just gonna help take my business to the next level. And so after following the story brand framework, after using the story brand method, it's what scaled it into a six figure business and the bookings might have increased slightly. I was then booking around like 20 to 25 weddings a year, but it was able for me to help sell what I was actually offering, which was something that people want, want to show everybody. And that also helped me change my offering and change the value of that and really be able to start being unashamed at what I wanted to charge the way that I wanted to do business because I felt like my message was right. And I feel like so many people fall into this sphere where their messaging might not actually be what they want it to be. And so then their offering is almost a misrepresentation of what they actually want to be doing because we fit into, you know... When you look at the wedding industry, you think, okay, I'm gonna put myself into this mold of I'm gonna shoot X-type weddings and I'm gonna shoot this amount every year and I'm gonna charge this much. Well, that's done, that decision, you know, sorry, let me restart that. That decision, I feel like, is sometimes made prematurely because you don't really understand what you're trying to communicate with your business. And so whenever I really dug into the the nitty-gritty of Storybrand and started to get connected to people who our guides, that's the term is that you're a story brand certified guide. Um, but the more that I got introduced to these people, and the more that I started to reach out, the more I realized the passion is really to help people understand what they do and why they do it and find success through that. And so when we were at the end of last year, we had just shot or, you know, my wife was shooting weddings with me, um, and very graciously was doing that as she worked full time. But We shot our last wedding or I shot my last wedding and I really was at a turning point where I can go into the commercial industry and which has been great and which I've found some success with, but that's just as if not more stressful than the wedding industry. So I have found, and I realized I don't know if this is really going to be the best evolution of what I really want to do, which is to uh, be an effective business owner by having an effective craft. That's not to say that commercial photography isn't effective. It's not to say that that's not, a great tool it's just not what i real, or It's what i realized it's not really what i want to be doing and so when i went through the story brand certification process it really helped me solidify what do i want to be doing in this space and for me that is helping find the language for businesses to really explain what and why they do in a way that helps them build revenue machines and that is so that that's the very long uh convoluted answer to a short <laughs> question but that's really why uh, the how and the why, and the, a little bit of that story of going from wedding photography to being a, a, a copywriter. And again, the craft changed, but the love of story didn't change. And that's been what's most consistent. And so it's been cool to see how that love of story has now actually, in, in my own personal experience, been heightened because now that's all I'm dealing with. I'm not dealing with things that are timelines and deadlines and and expectations i'm still dealing with that from like a customer service and experience standpoint with my clients but it's way more now everything i do is conversational everything i do is asking good questions getting those answers and taking um, somebody else's brain dump and helping fill in the gaps of what they really want to be doing with their business
0: i love it i definitely feel all of that especially about the industry so for people not familiar with Donald Miller and building a story brand, can you um, tell them a little bit about Storybrand and the benefits of being a certified copywriter following? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So um, I have to give a disclaimer. I'm going to ruin movies for everybody that's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> So after
0: reading the book, I ruin everything for everyone now.
1: And you realize that so much is it's not necessarily that it's predictable it's that it follows a very specific framework so um the story brand framework is seven different pieces and it starts with uh, the character or the hero that has a problem that's number two that meets a guide and that's who you are as a business who gives them a plan and that's number four who then gives them a call to action it's number five and then number six is that they end in the success and then number seven is that they avoid failure so it's a really that's a very quick way to to essentially uh disseminate a whole lot of teaching around the idea that as a business we have so for so long positioned ourselves as the hero however when you think about it you are simply the solution to somebody else's problem that helps them survive or helps them thrive. And that's really where, uh, and when you think about what you're, you know, if you go to Amazon prime and you type in, like, we are, (laughs) we have a nine month old golden retriever who is uh, a wonderful addition to our family. However, his hair is not. And so (laughs) when we look at our car, we think, Oh, I, It is not going to be a great thing for us to have a car that's covered in dog hair. Why? Because if we have friends that hop in the car with us, then we don't want Bentley, who is our golden retriever. We do not want uh, his residual gifts of his hair to land on somebody else's outfit. So (laughs) we look at at a product that's going to help solve a problem. And so that's where... The products that solve the problems, not even necessarily in the best way, but the ones who effectively communicate that they solve the problem, that's who is going to win in the long run. And so that's the idea of story brand is really helping you explain clearly and explain effectively what you do and why you solve somebody's problem. Uh, and so there's a whole lot of science behind it. There's a whole lot of psychology behind it uh, because you are Explaining to people really what is at stake if they stay in the problem they're in and not use you as a business. So that's the story brand approach. And it's all about meeting somebody where they're at, which I think a lot of businesses, especially nowadays, really kind of get twisted. We talk a lot about in story brand about aspirational identity. And I think that that's something that a lot of people resonate with because we are in an era of aspirational identity as a whole when it comes to social media, when it comes to brands, when it comes to products. Everything is selling you something of here is who we want you to be. And the problem with that sentence is that it's who we want you to be as a brand, rather the brands that are really finding a lot of space and success is I want to help you be who you want to be by giving you a product that's going to help make that last. And so that's really the distinction. I think when it comes to story brand and the approach overall, and so the benefits of being a certified copywriter with I know that framework like the back of my own hand and probably better because it's what I live in and it's what I have come to be so intimately involved into the place where I feel like I could do this with any business. And that's really the goal. Whenever you go through this process of becoming certified or go through this process of working with StoryBrand, at a professional level, you really begin to see everything as a story brand brand script. And a brand script is really just a tool of how we put everything together in a way that helps us write effective copy.
0: So why do you think people struggle so much with their copy on their websites?
1: Uh, they know their businesses too well. And this is, uh, I know that's a very like decisive answer, but that's really the problem. What happens is, people get so intimately involved in the ins and outs of their business that when asked somebody asks them, Hey, what do you do? They either give an answer that is way too simplified, that stops the curiosity of the person hearing it, or they give way too much. And we talk about this a lot where it's called the curse of knowledge. And if you look at, you know, like think in your brain, uh, an old school elementary school timeline, you know, where you draw the line and you draw the tick marks and there are 10 tick marks basically people make decisions between one to three or seven to 10. And that's because you've either given them enough information to make a really split second decision, or you've given them every piece of information that they want. And there are going to be two different types of people in that. However, when you struggle to find the right words for your website or struggle to find the right words for your ads that you run on Facebook or even Instagram captions, it's because you are so intimately involved that you don't know how much to give your customers and how much to give people that are kind of coming in as leads. And there's a there's a process to that that we really go through in StoryBrand of having enough to give people enough of what you know they need to know. And then also being able to hold back on what you will explain once they become your customer. It's not holding back. It's really making sure that you're not overloading the people that are trying to make a decision. And so, especially when it comes to copy, there is also, especially in the wedding industry, there is such a romantic side of what we do. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's great. Like our, our job as a wedding photographer is to uh, essentially immortalize romance. And so what happens though, is, when you are so involved in that, you then yourself become a heartless, you know, hopeless romantic, which is a great thing to be. However, a lot of the time you're writing, you know, four or five paragraphs, which could really be one or two sentences to get your point across. And that's where being a copywriter is a lot of fun because I get to help really show people, hey, what's the controlling idea here? What is the What's the one underlying truth that you're wanting to communicate? And that's why a lot of people have a hard time finding the right words, is because they've never been asked that question before, or they have so many that they don't know which one to pick. And so that's why, and I say that from my own experience, that's not me saying that from anything else other than my own frustrations when it comes to writing my own website copy. Whenever I was in the wedding industry or writing emails to people, or, you know, doing whatever I could to help make sure that I'm trying to get my point across and we also have the problem of we tend to beat dead horses or, you know, we, we try to, we push a point too much. And it's one of those things that it, it really does border on the sense of I'm trying to over-explain myself because I don't think you understand it. When in actuality, people appreciate the gift of simplicity and they appreciate the gift of directness. And so that's really why it's hard, I think, for us to find the right words because we feel like we almost have to overcompensate, if that makes sense.
0: So is there a happy medium in sharing more about ourselves and our interests on our websites versus the value we can provide for the client?
1: I think there's a happy medium, but I think it's always going to lean more on what can you provide for the client. If you think about it like a first date, your website and everything is the beginning of your sales funnel. And- if you are like me and you had no idea that you had a sales funnel before a year and a half ago or so, don't worry. You are in a welcome space. <laughs> this is not anything outside of just understanding that a sales funnel is essentially how you attract customers and how you book those customers. That's all a sales funnel is. But whenever you are treating that sales funnel as a relationship, which you should be, imagine on the first date, the person across from you, all they did was talk about it themselves. And all they did was talk about what they want for you rather than asking you what do you want and getting to know you and getting to hear and resonate what you are feeling. And so there is a happy medium, but it's not even gonna be a medium. It's gonna be, I understand how you feel, here's my expertise in helping solve that problem, but then the rest of it is gonna be all focused on the person themselves as a customer. Because again, when you're part of it, we are so, I guess, I don't know if I wanna use the word obsessed, but I think I just might have to. We are so obsessed with the idea that we have so much to offer people. And that's not that it's it's not that that's not true. It's just that when we get so focused on what we have to offer people in our story, we neglect the story of the person coming into our business. And so StoryBrand really flips that on its head where you highlight what that person is needing from you and you explain, I can solve that need. And then you go from there because your story might even not have a place in that transaction. And there might be people out there that are saying, well, Brian, I want people that are going to want to hear my story. And that's great because guess what? It's your business and you can run it however you want to. And there will be people that love that. And there will be people that want these really beautiful relational experiences and it's not saying that when you focus more on what people need or what they want in your copy it's not saying that you don't care about that and you don't make that tra- you know that a relational transaction or like what you know I come from Apple and I come from a lot of people that it's not about transaction it's about transformation that's like been <laughs> drilled into my head whenever I was in customer service training and so there is this idea that a short you know a short paragraph about yourself doesn't mean that it's not going to be transformational for that person. It just means that I'm not making this about me right now. I'm making this about you. There will come a point in time in which I will share why I'm doing this. But especially when you talk about a home page where somebody has more or somebody's really going to scan more than they read, are you wanting them to scan more about you or are you wanting them to scan more about how you how you understand where they're coming?
0: That's kind of something I always tell my mentees to when I'm doing website reviews to use I less on their website and to make it more about the customer by saying you. instead. Yes, it is.
1: Uh, And that's where the lens of StoryBrand really takes it off of you as a business owner. And that's where it's kind of it's twofold, right? So there is a beautiful part in the fact that it makes it about the customer, which as businesses, when you think about the, when you think about the businesses that you go back to, right? The ones that you are a raving fan of, there's going to be a criteria that I think is going to be the deciding part, you know, the deciding factor of that. And which is how do you feel valued as a customer? So that could be, you know, the place that you go buy clothes. It could be the place that you go get your car fixed, or it could be even the place that you go buy your technology. However, It also takes a whole lot of pressure off of you because now as a business owner, because now my website is not about me. My website is about what can my product do to make my client's life better.
0: I love that. And I wish more people in the industry felt the same way.
1: And Um, I think they do. I just think that they don't know how to say it. And they don't know, they don't know how to uncover that part of it because I, I don't like there. Yes. A lot of people that get into the photography industry and the wedding industry, because you know, if we can be totally candid, it is lucrative and it's great that it's lucrative. However, the people that are only in it for that aren't going to be the ones that last in the long run. There's going to be some kind of driving and that goes for any profession. That's not isolated to wedding photography or to photography in general as an industry. But for those people that last, there is a driving passion. And that passion might be that they love art or they love the idea of story, but there's a whole lot of other people that are just saying, I'm passionate about making somebody else's life better.
0: Yes. Um, I agree with that 100%. Um, I always tell people not to get into the industry for money because they're not, they're probably not going to be making money in the beginning. But also, <laughs>
1: we've uh, all done, we've all had that, like, you know, I did these things for free yeah. in the beginning of our career. Just, you know, yeah. Hey, but you got to grind.
0: You have to actually like what you're doing exactly, uh, for this to last. So do you have a hard time writing copy for other people, especially if you don't know them very well?
1: You know, this was actually something that I was genuinely nervous about whenever I got into the professional career of copywriting, just because I, I'm a highly relational person. If we have any Enneagram fans who are listening, I'm going to say that one more time. If we have Enneagram fans who are listening, I'm an Enneagram too. And so my heart is to help people and is to welcome people and is to love on people. And I'm an extrovert at heart. And so there is this part of me that if I don't intimately know somebody, how am I going? That would question, like, if I don't intimately know somebody, how am I going to be able to help write to help communicate their story? But when I really started to dig in to the underlying factors of the brand script or to get into like, which is the tool that I use, um, which if we ever get the chance to work together, Um, to anybody who's listening, I love it because it's way more of a conversation piece that I get to know you and I get to know your business, but I understand your heart because it's all coming from the fact of what do you think your client deserves? And those questions, when you are asked that question as a business owner, you you, you don't talk in just 30 seconds about that. It's normally gonna come from a very intimate part of who somebody is. Even if it's something that they're not super passionate about what they're doing, they're still going to have some kind of real, meaning behind what they do for them personally. And so in the beginning, I think it was more so just intimidating because I would be writing for other people, but through this process, it's kind of like, there isn't a way that I won't know them personally after this, because what I'm wanting and what I'm needing from them to effectively write their copy, whether it be for their website, or I'm wireframing their website, or I'm writing a 10 email sales campaign for them. I'm still needing to understand more about them and why they are so passionate about what they do. And so that's that's kind of where that like and there are not to say that there are going to be people who just need me to write copy, but that's the beauty of owning my own business in this because I have my method of doing things on top of the story brand method and those two things work really beautifully and in tandem because it is still going to be a big piece of me to want to get to know you as an individual.
0: So with all of that, have you had a project you've been working on that's been more challenging than others?
1: Yeah. Um, whenever an industry is less sexy than another one. <laughs> so so um, yeah, I think there, whenever you get into a project that there isn't a lot of person behind it, like I'm currently working on talking with somebody who is a mold and water repair specialist, that is not necessarily a sexy industry or one that probably has a lot of feeling behind it. However, the gentleman who bought it, bought it because he wanted to take a chance on himself. And that's a like, for me, that is an incredible piece. But now we're trying to find the way of how do those two things, how and where do those two things intersect? And it's a really fun challenge. And I think the challenges for me are not necessarily ones that I, it's not necessarily writer's block. It's more what question have I not answered or have I not asked that is going to uncover the answer that I need. And so that's really the cool part about the challenges are way less about um, finding the right words or that kind of thing. Because in some ways, a lot of words can be formulaic and a lot of people are going to have the same passion. And so you're just finding a way to reiterate yourself. And as a talker professionally, I think there's a part of me that I'm great at spinning something or saying something differently than meaning the same thing. However, the challenges are really going to come from what happens when I don't get an answer that I need and how can I go about getting it?
0: So how long does it typically take you to work on a project for copywriting?
1: Um, it really depends. So if somebody just needs me to come up with a brand message for them, which is kind of what the idea of behind narrative marketing, and if I haven't said that earlier, then that's essentially what we're talking about. StoryBrand is essentially a, a system that helps develop a narrative marketing voice for your business. Um, I don't say that to discredit what it is. I say that because that's the simplest way to approach it. Narrative marketing is actually considered now to really be some of the most effective marketing, any video that you've seen that has, you know, whether it be a Dr. Sasquatch ad or some kind of other video that's gonna pull you in. And if you haven't, what is it? The Squatty Potty, I think, had that like campaign about unicorns pooping. And it was one of the greatest videos I've ever seen on the internet. But that's narrative marketing. They're telling a story with what they're wanting to do to sell their product. And not saying that those people went through Story Brand. However, now more than ever, I realize somebody in your marketing department definitely has had exposure to this, which is a great thing. Um, but as far as time, it really just depends. If somebody's wanting me to just kind of help develop some language for their, their brand, that could be as quickly as, you know, two to three weeks, um, depending on how available they are, because the beginning process is a, it's the onboarding process is very conversational. And that's one of the, probably one of the more common roadblocks or hurdles that, which we have with business owners as a whole in the guide industry, is just helping people find the time to sit down and, and answer some questions. Not to say that it's a that it's a crippling or a hurdle that somebody can't jump over, but it's just a part of it. And so um, if that's the case, then I could probably do it within three weeks to a month. But if I'm wireframing websites or if I'm doing sales copy for email campaigns, um, it can take a little bit longer because there always are going to be revisions and there's always going to be questions and review calls. And uh, because it's not like a thing of, for me anyway, it's not a thing of, hey, buy this product for me and I'm going to deliver it to you. It's let me come alongside you as a teammate. Let me help you make sure that this is exactly what you need it to be. And if not, then I'm going to do the work to make sure that it is that and to make sure that whenever you see this, because this is an investment, it's not saying that, okay, I'm going to buy, um, you know, or when you're a business owner, everything you purchase for your business is, is an investment because you're hoping that it gives you some kind of return, right? So whenever we buy camera gear, we are hoping that there is a return that's going to come from that because we buy nicer gears so we're going to be creating nicer work. So we're going to be able to charge more and attract uh, a, you know a different clientele or a different echelon of clientele. So there's always this return mindset. And so whenever you're looking at that from a marketing or copywriting standpoint, return is always going to be what I am looking for most for you. And so that means that some projects are going to be more intimately involved. Some people are going to need more revisions and that's okay because that's what I sign up for as a copywriter.
0: Do you have any final advice about copywriting for your own website?
1: Yes. Um, One would be don't try to write it yourself and talk to me. That's, (laughs) I'm going to, you know, throw that in there, but at the same point, um, ask people. So this is actually one of the most effective tools that I did um, a couple years ago. And I still teach this to people. Uh, Because you are so intimately involved, you probably don't know how your work is communicating. And, you know, there is this entire uh, romantic, you know, romantic colloquialism of a picture says a thousand words, but it's not going to say the same thousand words to everybody. And so when in the beginning, whenever I really started to look at the science behind my website copy. I gathered four or five of my favorite images and they were my favorite. It wasn't, that's where like, you are your own business owner. So you get to be selfish in this. And I reached out to people, um, probably about five to 10 people who were not in the photography industry and who weren't even past clients. And I said, Hey, if you could give me three words that first come to mind, whenever you think, whenever you see these. And from that, I probably gathered about 20 or 30 individual words and maybe 20, that 30 would be a, that'd be all 10 people coming up with all three different words, which doesn't happen. (laughs) But I maybe came up with about 20 words that were really solid. And from there I picked three and those three that resonated most with my heart. And I say that because again, it's not going to say the same words to everybody, but you're going to know which words resonate with you the most as the creator. And so those words were, I think one of them was um, quintessential was one of them, which I thought was really cool. Uh, But it's not a very uh, flow of the tongue word whenever you're talking about website copy. But one of the ones that really came up was inclusive. And I had this heart of, I want people to feel like they're included in somebody's wedding day, whether or not they were present or not. And so that became the driving word for me. So then my tagline was, creating inclusive legacies. And it was this idea of, I want to go through this to be able to have somebody feel like they were there. And again, while that's beautiful and it's romantic, what it evolved into with StoryBrand was let's create something that you want to show everyone. And that really helped probably evolve what I was wanting to do even more of, I just want somebody to be proud of what they got. Like I want somebody to be proud of what they have, just like we share oh my gosh, I got this pair of shoes that you've got to have, or oh my gosh, I've got this um, this phone that you need to have, or this app, or whatever. I wanted to create raving fans with what I was doing. And it was okay for me to finally get to the point where I said, I want, some- I want somebody to blast everything that they have received from me on social media and show it off because they are that excited and they are that proud of it. Because it's truly them. And so... That's, that, that's like the evolution of what my website copy looked like, but it started with reaching out to people who I could trust to give me words that they thought that those images were speaking to them.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Absolutely. If our listeners have any questions or would like to potentially hire you, how would they reach you?
1: Yeah, so the easiest way is to go to www.loopjolt.com. That's L-O-O-P-J-O-L-T dot com. And from there, you can learn more about this process and you can reach out to me directly. And I do 30-minute free calls that I would love to be able to talk to people. And in those, it might end in you hiring me or it might end in me saying, hey, this might not be the best route to take right now um, because I'm never going to say, great, hire me just because I want money. I want it to be the right decision for you as a business owner.
0: I love that. And I'll definitely be reaching out to you soon. Great. Thank you again. Um, And this has been Flow Insider.
1: You're listening to Flow Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art.
0: If you found any ideas in today's episode that are inspiring, fascinating, or worth sharing, and you can think of a person who would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. Flow Insider is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, art, design, branding, and life as we know it. We share stories, challenge mindsets, and look for ways to redefine success within the creative industry. Flow Insider is powered by Flow Themes, and I've been your host today, Brandi Potter. See you in the next episode.